I'm Brittany Hardin-Tangway, a manager with KPMG, and I am fascinated by the practice of transfer pricing and its impact on the global market. Join me each episode as I explore the transfer pricing world with specialists who will explain the ins and outs of this niche practice where tax meets economics. Continuing our country-by-country trip around the world, we explore more about the evolution and future implications of the C-by-C report. Listen to our previous episode if you're interested in hearing more real-world examples and learning about the origins of C-by-C. Taking this trip with me today are Sean Foley, Principal with the Washington National Tax Group and KPMG's Global Head of Dispute Resolution. Hey, thank you, Brittany. Looking forward to this discussion. And John Darrow-Hanessian, whom we call JD, a Managing Director with International Tax in the Washington National Tax Group. Hey, Brittany. Thanks for having me on. The theme of this all is coordination and transparency. In an earlier episode, we talk about transfer pricing documentation requirements. C by C is one form for the entire multinational enterprise, for every company that exists within it, similar with the master file, which we talk about in other episodes. So there's one country by country report for each multinational enterprise. That is a ton of data, especially if you're a massive enterprise that has hundreds of companies all around the world. The onus is on the taxpayers to make sure that they're pulling in information consistently. It does take a lot of coordination within the taxpayers themselves. You really need to branch out, talk to HR, talk to legal. What is the C-suite saying? What do investor relations have to say? It really does take a lot of coordination. Think about your annual report or even think about what folks are saying on LinkedIn. Everyone wants to build themselves up, have a great looking resume. Well, if you have someone in country Y indicating that they are running the entire operation from country Y and that's contrary to the facts on the ground, that may have implications for you down the road. If a tax authority sees that and starts questioning why this person who claims to be running the organization is sitting in a country different from what they thought was the case. So there's a ton of data on the country by country reports. How are tax authorities coming through all of this information? There is definitely a lot of data here. It can be quite overwhelming. By the time the first reports were filed for 2016, tax authorities were overwhelmed. They didn't know what to do with the data. But as time went on, they are getting much more used to having this data. The ATO in Australia, the tax authorities in Canada or Great Britain, these are all tax authorities who we commonly think of as having resources at their disposal. They can crunch data. But we're starting to see smaller countries use this data. And while they have not historically had perhaps resources at their disposal, the OECD is actually helping to get resources into their hands. The OECD has developed at least two tools. One is called the TRAQ tool, T-R-A-Q, the Tax Risk Assessment Questionnaire. So they'll figure out what the average profit margin is on a country-by-country report. And on that same report, they'll look for the outliers, profit margins that are above the average or below the average. And then they invite the taxpayer to explain why there are outliers. And they do that for a whole host of ratios. The second tool is called the TREAT tool, T-R-E-A-T, the Tax Risk Evaluation and Assessment Tool. That one is going to help tax authorities crunch numbers in a much more sophisticated way, something more akin to what an IRS or an ATO might be able to do. And those are just two tools. We know the OECD is helping to develop a lot of other tools, actually, and they're developing these tools with the intent of getting them into the hands of tax authorities 
across the globe. So taxpayers really need to be thinking about how they can digest their own data and look at it much in the way a tax authority would do. That treat tool that uh, JD was just talking about, we know is based on a book that the OECD put out where they instructed tax authorities how to analyze C-by-C data. They came up with 19 factors, among them profit per employee, whether or not there's a lot of related party revenue, which is where the transfer pricing comes in, whether or not there's a change year over year. And so it is our understanding that they've used those 19 factors and automated those into this treat tool that JD was talking about. KPMG thought it would be useful for clients to actually have access to that same type of analysis. So we came up with our own risk analyzer using those same 19 factors, but actually looking at them in some additional ways. Ultimately, we came up with 35 ways to cut the data and present it to the company itself so they can look at their data, understand where there are not only just outliers, but perhaps items that would need to be explained when a tax authority might come in looking at their C by C data. Knowing why a tax authority might be questioning you on a particular aspect of your business is very helpful. That type of analysis, it's important now. It's going to be even more important in the future as public country-by-country reporting comes about. What we've been talking about now, the country-by-country report that companies have been filing for the last five or so years, that is a private report. The tax data is in the hands of potentially hundreds of tax authorities across the globe, but those tax authorities have kept that data private. But what is now going to be coming in the near future is actually public C-by-C reporting. Companies within the next few years are actually going to have to take the country-by-country report and make it publicly available. Publish it on their website, no different than an annual report or other investor data. Taxpayers really need to think about the story they are telling. It's one thing for this data to be in the hands of tax authorities, whether it's a sophisticated tax authority or a tax authority who hasn't typically had access to this type of data. That's one thing. It's easier to explain why profit margins in a couple of different countries come across differently. It's a whole different story once it's out there in the public space. J.D., there's a story that you and I ran across where one of our clients, they actually are in garments and T-shirts, and they have revenue of about $4 billion. But it turned out because of the oddity of the way in which the C-by-C report was being put together and the way they particularly had their business set up, there was $3 billion of revenue being recorded in Nicaragua. And this company does not have $3 billion of Nicaragua (laughs) revenue, but that's the way the report was coming out. And so that kind of an oddity is something that an important understanding for companies that their story, as they see it from their business, may not be showing up on the C-by-C report. And particularly if it goes out in the public domain, you're going to have to be explaining that to the public. So we've talked a little bit about this, but J.D., what are some other future implications? It's one thing for other tax authorities to be able to see this data, but if this information goes public, how else could this be interpreted? We are seeing NGOs, the public out there, scraping this data to the extent they can get it. And they are trying to change companies' by behavior. And in some cases, they've arguably been successful. This is all leading to ESG reporting or environmental, social, and governance reporting. And country-by-country reporting plays a part of that. So whereas this data was meant to be private, kept under tax authorities' hats, the move now is towards public reporting. And we actually have seen some companies proactively put their country by country data on the web. Companies who were doing that 
they were outliers. I think within five years, the companies not publishing this type of data are going to be the outliers. The world is really moving towards transparency. The European Union is mandating that public country by country reporting come about, but other countries are going to follow suit. There's even a bill in the U.S. Congress that would mandate public country by country reporting for SEC taxpayers. Whether or not that goes forward is actually somewhat irrelevant because the rest of the world is adopting public country by country reporting. So even if the U.S. government doesn't mandate it, other governments around the globe will be doing so. And if you happen to be operating any of those countries that mandate public country by country reporting, you're going to have to publish your report. And the question is, do you stop with the minimum that is required? Going back to table one, do you stop with reporting your revenues and your profits and some income tax and maybe some headcount data? Or do you go beyond that? Do you try to paint an even bigger and perhaps clearer picture of your operation? That's what companies are deciding right now. And, and it's a lot of work. And it's not something that's going to be solved solely in the tax department. It's going to take a lot of folks in the organization and it's going to take a lot of time. So best to get ahead of it while you can. The world we live in is working towards coordination and transparency. And this trend is just a reflection of the zeitgeist. Thank you both so much for talking with me. It was a real treat to be able to have you on. (laughs) Well, we hope we tracked you as well. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much. Thank you so much, Sean, JD. Till next time. Bye. Thank you. Thanks for joining me on this adventure in transfer pricing. See you next time.